Hi, this is Dr. Karen Latimer with Save the Change, the simple, no frills, no theme music podcast where we talk about the little things that make a big difference, often with a specific focus on parenting. I'm recording this the day before Valentine's Day, so of course it makes sense to talk about love. We all parent differently, as we should, because we are all different people, parenting wonderfully different children. The thing we all have in common, though, is how much we love our kids. With the exception of very, very few parents, all moms and dads love fiercely, and we would all lay down our lives for our kids at any moment. When they know you love them, when that foundation is there, I really believe everything else becomes better and easier, both the good times and the bad times. But do they know you love them? Uh, Of course, Uh, yes, you tell them, and intuitively they understand it, but do they really feel it? Like, I mean, in their bones, do they feel it? We can't just assume that they do. I don't think I have ever coached a parent without at some point along our journey together asking them about their children's love languages. It isn't like it's something on my intake form. Um, It isn't something I do intentionally. It just always comes up at some point. It could be when a mom tells me about a challenge with a teenager and how she tries to hug him and he'll walk away and slam the door, or how a dad is having a hard time connecting with his five-year-old despite all of his attempts to tell her how much he loves her, or a parent who isn't really feeling valued or appreciated and then understandably might feel resentful. In circumstances like this, it is incredibly useful to explore love languages. By now, you've likely heard about them. I know they've been talked about a lot, but for today, let's revisit the concept together with a real focus on our kids. The idea behind this is that all people give and receive love differently. And if two people are speaking a different love language, just like if they were speaking English and German, there will be communication issues. This is a problem because nothing makes our children feel more secure and settled than the certainty of a parent's love. We've been using this idea forever. Instinctively, as parents, we have a sense of what our child needs. But when Gary Chapman defined the five love languages in his book, it gave substance to this loose idea. The five love languages are, and if you've never heard of these, I would definitely look them up after. They're really interesting to read about. But the five love languages are, one, words of affirmation, two, quality time, three, acts of service, four, gifts, and five, physical touch. None of these, please remember, are better than any other. For some reason, people always try to deny that gifts is their love language. They just don't want it to be true because I guess it seems superficial, but it isn't. These are simply the way we experience love to the greatest degree. At some level, we, of course, appreciate all of them, and we give all of them. But if you really want to connect with your child, if you really want them to be full of the love you have for them, know which is their primary love language. This is especially useful when they are in the middle of a struggle, whether it be a true crisis moment or even just a little hiccup. Feeling your love will settle their critter brain and make room for more rational thought and action. At the clinic where I work, most of my patients are native Spanish speakers, but many of them can communicate in English, and I can communicate a little in Spanish. But even so, I almost always use an interpreter. Why? Because 
When we are worried or sick or in pain, we have a much better chance of understanding the language we speak best. The same is true for emotional languages. When you are upset, you can't effectively hear a message unless it is spoken in your language. There are online quizzes you can take, but I guarantee if you just spend a minute thinking about it, you'll know the love languages of all of the people in your family. So for instance, my love language is touch. Larry's is acts of service. If he wants me to feel he loves me, he'll hold me or just touch my shoulder, even though instinctively he would want to show me more by taking out the garbage or planning a night out. If I need him to feel I love him, I may assume the best way to do this would be to give him a hug, but for him, dropping off his dry cleaning or making him dinner is more meaningful. Of our five kids, we have two acts of service, one words of affirmation, one touch, and one quality time. So yeah, we give and receive love in lots of different ways in our house, all powerful, but when we know one of the kids really needs it, we focus on the way he or she will feel it, how they will hear it and actually take it in. I could hug Shane all day long because that's how I speak. And he will tolerate it and probably get some joy out of it. But if I really want to reach him, I do something simple for him, like folding his laundry or packing a unique and special lunch. He'll take the hug, but the genuine, thanks mom, I get when I do something for him shows me what matters to him most. When Charlie, his twin brother, needs some love, I set aside time to spend with him. We watch one of our favorite Marvel movies, we play a card game, or we just sit together and I listen. He loves to talk. He likes a nice lunch too, of course, he appreciates it, but not like he appreciates the time spent and the attention given. Shane and I can spend time together, but somehow the warm turkey Reuben has way more meaning. So on this Valentine's Day, do something really simple. Explore the five love languages either together with your kids or just on your own, and see if you can figure out theirs. And even better, share yours with them too. Everyone should know what language you speak. File them away for the next time you feel like you aren't getting through or when you know they need affection, but it doesn't feel like they are truly receiving it or for just when you want to pile on some love. Believe me, that pile can never, ever get too high. Thanks so much for listening. And one quick plug, I've been promoting my Listem app recently, L-I-S-T apostrophe M, as a great way to make life more simple. Please do download it. It's free on the App Store. But today, I just want to take 15 more seconds to promote a project my daughter and I work on to improve the mood in schools and lessen the stress. It's strictly a passion project and is designed for students to implement. If you have a high schooler or know one who may be interested, please share the Helium Project with them. The Helium Project. www.helium-project.com to learn more and have them reach out to me at doctor, that's D-R, Karen Latimer at gmail.com if they want to get involved. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all feel the love this Valentine's Day and every day.